Did you know that sometimes you can convert a horrible situation, a breakdown, something that has made you feel so horrible, so bad, so stressed out to something good? That is the perspective we all should have whenever we are faced with a challenge, a difficulty, or even a loss. I am Dr. Dini. I'm the award-winning mom empowerment coach. I'm a family doctor, international speaker, and the best-selling author of the book, Every Mom is a Supermom, and your host of the Wellbeing for Mothers show. And today's episode, we're going to talk about well-being, as we always do, of mind, body, soul, and spirit. But most importantly, at the darkest, most painful parts of your life, things that make you break down and maybe lose hope, and how you can turn it around in four simple steps. Come and join me. Grab your favorite drink, have a sit. But maybe you're walking the dog, you're doing your workout, you're doing the laundry. Make sure you still come back and listen to this again. So without further ado, let's get into the nitty gritty. Now you might wonder, how did you come across these four steps that you're going to talk about today? Well, <laughs> I had breakdowns. Not one, not two, not 10. I've had several breakdowns in my life. And I'm sure you might have come across you having breakdowns or even people that you know having breakdowns. Now, having a breakdown is not a bad thing. It's not a horrible thing. It's not the end of the world. If you have been through a breaking situation, something that has made you feel less than who you're meant to be, or maybe has just stripped you of your identity, that just shows you're human. We all experience it one way or the other. The thing about it is how do we utilize that breakdown to make it a breakthrough? One very critical one, which is contributed to who I am today, is the loss of my father, the death. The, there was the loss of my father, the loss of um, status, and the, all that happening all about the same time. I was like, whoa, 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 what's going on? And it was just a roller coaster of emotions. My emotions were all over the place. I was angry. I was sad. I was terrified. I was, I mean, I was just a right mess. And at that point in time, there was all the thoughts telling me, you're not good enough. And yeah, no, why, why would things happen to you? And, you know, these were false reports coming in my mind. And, you know, I'm sure you would have heard or maybe I've experienced as well those times when you feel oh you're not good enough <laughs> you're absolute rubbish you know and you keep playing this record broken record in your head and that is how people get stuck but a time comes and sometimes it's a wake-up call in my own case it was my children that woke me up it was that day when my daughter wanted to go out to play and it was a beautiful morning. Thankfully, it was the weekend and I was not working. So my daughter comes up and she goes, Mommy, Mommy, it's time for us to go out. Let's go and play outside. And you know how it is when children want to go and play. And I'm someone who loves to play. But at that point, I had no energy. I'd lost three dress sizes. I was a shadow of myself. And as she was trying to wake me up and get me out of bed, I was under the duvet. It was a winter morning. My son was trying to get, was toddling along, trying to get the coats. 
And while he was doing that, I smiled at my daughter and she did it again. Mommy, mommy, let's go. And I, I just said to her, come in, darling, come and cuddle with mommy. And at that point, she jumped into bed and cuddled me. And so did her brother. And so as I held each child on one arm, my arms, and I was just, I tears started rolling down my face because this was not the life I wanted. This situation of being scared, of being overwhelmed, of burning out, the grief was really, really painful. I was feeling like all my entire being, body, mind, soul, spirit, everything was broken into pieces. That's how I felt. And I knew there had to be a way. I did not want a situation whereby, even though I wanted to play with my children, I did not have the energy to play with them. And that's the moment I made that decision. I had to find a way. And that quest and search is what has brought me from turning that breakdown to a breakthrough. And I'm going to show you the four steps that I used. You can apply this to any breakdown. And it's not, oh yeah, there's a breakdown situation. You apply these four steps and it just changes. It shifts. It moves you closer to your breakthrough from your breakdown. So sometimes you might need to apply it on day one. You'll see a shift. On day two, you see another shift. On day three, you see another shift. And it's just phenomenal. And as you go every day, you're like, whoa, I'm not going to compare myself to another person. I'm comparing myself to who I was yesterday, a moment ago. And that is very liberating and empowering. So the first step, and all these steps have to do with change, okay? Change is not a bad thing. Change is a constant that occurs, but you can use change as your own agent to convert things to what you want them to be. So the first is change your focus. The first step to turning your breakdown to your breakthrough is to change your focus. There is a saying by Tony Robbins that says, where your focus goes, energy flows. If your focus is on things that are not working, negative things, uh, what, what's not going right, the bad news, that's where your energy goes. And you know, when you're having all these things that are not going right and you're focusing on them, they draw your energy downwards. So you're in that lower vibration energy that is manifesting itself in emotions of fear emotions of depression, emotions of sadness, guilt, shame, you know, and the list goes on. What you do when you change your focus is that you are the driver. You are the one holding the wheel. You see, many of us go through life as though Someone else is driving our lives for us. We've forgotten that not only are we the ones living our lives, so we are the actors. So imagine this is your life is like a screenplay, okay? You are the actor, you are the producer, you are the writer. So you're the one that is the screenwriter. You need to remember that. And when you are the screenwriter, if the parts that you are playing right now it's not where you want to play. You can rewrite it. If the way the props and the setup is, it's not what you want. You can 
as the producer say, hey, no, we don't want those props there. We want them there. This is not the scene we want to play right now. We want to do it in this other segment. That is your role. But many of us in moments of breakdown, we forget. We then hand over script writer, producer to everybody else except ourselves. And if you are lucky to hand that responsibility to someone who cares about you or loves you or has some positive concern towards you, that person can help shape your life. And those people can come in form of maybe a parent who loves you, a very good friend, a mentor, or a coach. Unfortunately, many times during breakdowns, people hand those roles to people who can sabotage your life, your future, your destiny. So we need to be mindful. So when we talk about focus, what are you focusing on? Are you focusing on how bad situations are, how horrible it is? And one way to know is by the questions you ask. What kind of questions are you asking at this point concerning your situation? Now, this is a journaling moment. So if maybe you're listening and you're walking the dog or you're doing something, I want you to come back to this. Take uh, your journal and kind of write this down. In your current situation, what are the questions you're asking yourself? If your questions are like, why? Such as, why me? Why is this happening to me? Why does this, why do things go wrong? Those questions are when you're focusing on the lower vibration kind of things, okay? Another set of questions that are not as bad as the why questions, the why ones are the why me and the rest of that. Those are not the best questions to ask. But the ones that are not as bad as that, but they're equally in um, that almost not great questions to be asking are the how. Because they're not the first set of questions you should ask. You can ask about how when it's like the third question, okay? So when you're talking about how, in that moment of breakdown, you're crying, why is this happening to me? How am I going to make this work? That is not the right time to ask that question, okay? So those kind of questions, when you're asking them the why and the how, those two questions just show where your focus is. However, when you have a set of questions, and I'll give you how they start, that are focused on hopefulness rather than victim, hopelessness, guilt, maybe shame as well. But when you're focused on the hopefulness of things, you're looking for clarity, you start with a very important word as the start of your question, and that is what. What? What questions give clarity? What does this mean? What can I learn from this? What impact is this going to have? What can I derive or what can I gain from this experience? That gives clarity. Are those the kind of questions you're asking? The second question, which is not 
which is a good question, but it's not as good as getting clarity first. Okay, so it's not it shouldn't be your first question, but it should be close after the first one. Once you've gotten clarity, this is the next best question to ask, and that is when you say, "Who?" Okay, "Who?" And this question can come as, "Who has been through this before?" Who can help me through this now? Those were the questions I asked myself. At that point, because I was holding my children crying with no energy whatsoever within me, I was like, oh my God, who has been through this? I looked at the, the pain I was going through, the grief and everything. And that's where I was led to read books. Who has done this? So I, I got to read books like... Um, the Choice by Edith Edgar. I mean, she's a woman after my heart. I hope to meet her someday. She's a true hero. I mean, when it comes to the what I was going through, her words in her book really made a huge difference. And I know I've communicated through to her um, on social media. And, um, and it's just phenomenal what she's seen her share all the powerful things that she does and the change she has made in the world. And then I started listening to podcasts, I started getting um, courses and doing courses, all because I wanted to learn. So who? So I started looking at who's been through this before, who has made a change in their life, who has got answers that can help me manage my energy, who can help me with this grief? Who has, you know, so all these things started coming through and I was getting that and I was getting coaches and I was getting mentors. My goodness, that was where that focus now changed. I was not focused on why me and I wasn't focused on how, okay? How can be a third question down the line or even a fourth, but it's not the first or second, okay? First or second are the what questions to get clarity and the who questions to get you direction. So that's the first thing. The second thing, which is the second step for converting a breakdown to a breakthrough is to change your words. Now you might say, hey, Dr. Dini, really change your words. Don't you change your thoughts first? Now, trust me. Yes, you change your thoughts. It's great to change your thoughts. But when you are in a breakdown, your thoughts are moving at a thousand miles an hour. They are, they are moving so quickly that for you to even get yourself to a place where you're like, okay, I'm going to practice some mindfulness. Mm, no thoughts, no thoughts, clear my mind of thoughts. It's going to be very hard. And that will be more stressful, more overwhelming. And really you start to feel even worse off because you feel like, oh, I'm a failure because I can't even concentrate. I can't even be mindful. I can't even meditate. And we don't want that to happen. So you start by changing your words. What are some of the words that you say? Some of these words are words said within yourself. And some of them are the words that you say out. Like, I'm not good enough. I'm a failure. Do you know, that's what I called myself. I felt like a failure as a mother. My goodness. When I look back and I'm like, did I really call myself that? Did I really feel like that? Oh my goodness, that is horrible. How could I think myself like that? How could I put myself in a position where I felt that way? But that is exactly how I felt. And I said it. And so you might say, okay, change my words. What do I change my words to? 
if you are someone like me, because I remember that time, it was really hard. And um, <laughs> this was um, a moment where, like I said, I lost three dress sizes. I wasn't sleeping well. So physically I was on ISO. I was like skin on bones. Um, mentally, I was stressed out, overwhelmed, burnt out, breathing. Emotionally, oh, that was a tsunami. Spiritually, I was asking God why, as in seriously, God, what exactly were you thinking? <laughs> you know, so I was asking those kind of questions and it was not very, very um, fruitful, I would say, because at that point I was mixed with anger and everything going on. So my words, I couldn't really articulate my words very well at the beginning. And so what I did was I started to use song. Okay. Now I believe in God and I don't know what you believe, but based on that belief in God, I started to use songs. I couldn't even form my words sometimes because I was just bawling my eyes out. Tears were just constantly flowing. I felt so broken. And so I would put on music. I remember I would play Don Moen, um, Christian music. And the, there was this particular one, I will sing, I will praise, even in my darkest hour, through the sorrow and the pain. Now, I'm not going to sing that for you, but those were the lyrics of the song, literally. And every time I was listening to it, I would just start crying because that was me. I just couldn't find the words. But just listening to those words were almost like me singing those words myself. When I eventually could speak words and started to speak words rather than say I'm a failure, I can't do it, I'm useless kind of situation, I, just, I then started using one word to make a change. And this is something you can use. So if you struggle, try music, positive music. Don't go, I am this, I am that, and those things that are negative. No, no, no. Please pick the right thing that works for you, okay? So if you're the kind of person, maybe you're religious and you have got um, some music that are positive, listen to them. They start to form your words. You start to sing them out. Even if you're not voicing them out, but your, the words you're speaking internally start to change. If not, the next step is adding one word. And that one word is called yet. So you might be struggling financially, you're getting bills, you're getting reminders and reminders of reminders, and you may be having people knock on your door and you're feeling, oh my goodness, I'm not rich, I haven't got enough, I can't make it. I want you to add one word. Do you know what that word is? Yet. I am not rich yet. I have not got enough yet. Do you know what that does? Just that one word. It moves you from a place where you feel hopeless, where you feel broken, to a place where you feel like there is hope. Because when you say, I am not rich yet, you're like, I'm not rich yet, as in right now, I'm not rich, but I am going to be rich because it's not yet here. It is coming. Can you see that hopefulness in just that one word? You might be going through a tough time where you're isolated. Maybe you've been ostracized. You've been bullied at work. You're going through a tough time. You feel like you don't fit in. Say, I'm feeling alone. 
no, I don't feel like I belong here. I don't feel like I'm even welcome here. You can add the word yet. Now, th these words carry a lot of weight. Now, when you finally able to get the yet in, it starts to give you some energy because when you're speaking those words, okay, that it does give a shift. Remember, we're changing the words. It gives a shift and you're like, oh, yes, yeah, I'm, I'm not rich yet. I'm, I don't feel accepted yet, but I will be, you know, and that hopefulness comes. Then the next step, which is a step higher back, is then using affirmations positive affirmations and that's where you say things that are positive about you whether it's i am worthy i am loved i'm successful i am blessed i am rich i am abundant use whatever words resonate with you i am enough i mean how many times do we feel like we're not enough we're not good enough we're not brilliant enough we're not gorgeous enough we're not rich enough we're not beautiful enough we're not slim enough, but you are enough. And that's why I keep saying every mom is a super mom, not because of the super things that she does, but because of the superpowers she possesses within. And even on those days when she's under the duvet, she's crying, she is a super mom. Okay. So do not forget those words change. And what I'm going to do, I'm going to put in the description below the link for you to get your affirmations. I've got some set of beautiful affirmations. They're very short. You can do them in one to two minutes and you do them every day. It's phenomenal. Just one to two minutes. Can you use that to transform your day from a day where you feel, oh, not again, to, whoa, this is an amazing day. Okay. And that's something you can easily get access to. I'll put it, the links in the notes below. Okay. That's what I started doing. So I start using music first, then I use the word yet. Then I start using my affirmations. Then I move to incantations. I'm like, I decree and I declare, and I'm, this is going to happen. And I started seeing changes. It was phenomenal. And my thoughts started to change. You see, because using those words, my thoughts were like, oh, yeah. Oh, sounds, yeah, sounds good. And because those thoughts were now positive, my emotions were vibrating at a higher level of hope, of sometimes even gratitude, okay? And, and then love. And I was moving more further away from fear and shame and guilt. Now, the third step of moving from a breakdown to a breakthrough is to change what is around you. Ah, oh, do you know, the first two things you've been doing are more internal things. This third one is the beginning of the external because you can see all the positive affirmations in the world, but if you're still surrounded by negativity, you get dragged into that negativity. And that negativity can come in form of anything and anyone. That can be a friend, a family member, media, social media, your work colleagues, I mean, even strangers, they can drag you down that rabbit hole. That is why I always say, protect your sacred space. The space around you is sacred. You need to treat it as sacred. Then people will not just come and trample, trip trapping over your bridge. Who are they? Okay, 
So what are those things around you you need to change? Now, you don't just suddenly just wake up every one morning and say, ha, I get rid of my friends. I get rid of my family. I get rid of my colleagues. I get rid of, no, 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 don't do that, okay? It's like I said, this is a growth process. It's not one that you just suddenly rush. Make a change. It could be a situation whereby you say, first thing in the morning, I'm not going to just pick up my phone and start scrolling through social media. It's not the first thing I'm going to pick up and listen to the news. Oh, bomb here, war here, farming here, sickness here. I mean, the news is just full of, this is bad, this is bad, this is bad. You don't want to start your day like that. So what I started doing through my journey, I just, <laughs> I just put, I just stopped listening to the news. Yes, I need to know what's happening in the world. And I remember during the pandemic, um, we didn't know what was going on. We needed to get information. And I made a mistake of watching the news. My goodness, I was, I was devastated watching an interview of a colleague of mine, so breathless, she could hardly speak. And at that point, I decided to reaffirm my choice of not watching news. I decided to look for scientific conferences and scientific papers to read to get my information, reliable information, rather than just watching, oh, 250 people in the hospital, 2,000 have died. I mean, good Lord, that's not what I wanted to hear. Then another thing is social media. Social media sometimes provides information that is not real. So R-E-A-L. You might see somebody posing in front of a car and it's not even their car. Or even if it's their car, it's been bought with credit card. So they've got debt on that car. They, then they're posing and doing contents, whatever, creation in a place that's not even theirs. And then you look at your life and you look at your house and you say, oh, I don't even have enough. Oh, yeah, I'm suffering. Look at me. All my tattered clothes. Eh? My children don't even have it. And then you start beating yourself or comparing yourself to somebody else. Remember. Do not compare yourself to others. Compare yourself to who you were yesterday, the moment ago. You need to strive to be a better version of yourself. That, yes, yesterday I was version 1.0. Today I'm version 2.0. Tomorrow I'll be version 3.0. Constant improvement. Constant and never-ending improvement. That is what you and I need to be doing. Of course, there are times when you are striving and you're feeling like oh yeah i'm making progress i'm making progress and then something happens you make a mistake you lose your temper you act in a way that maybe you shouldn't have go back reiterate and make a change you shouldn't beat yourself up it's like spilled water what can you do about it or it's like a broken egg you've broken the egg and it's spilled what can you do about it? You can sit down there and start crying at, and looking at the egg. Oh my goodness, the egg is spilled. Or you can pick it up and make omelette with it, which is your choice. Make omelette or stare at the thing crying. Okay, the choice is entirely yours. So start looking at the things around you. What kind of things do you need to change? Do you have certain people, either it's at work or at home, in your relationships that are causing problems? that are causing issues. Now, sometimes you can't choose the family members you have around you. And to a large extent, you can't just say, hey, I'm going to just quit my job and just move on. No, but you can, because of your sacred space, limit the access people have to you. Remember, you have got the power. You are the screenwriter. 
you are the producer, you are the actor, you are the props person, you are everything in your life story. So you can choose, oh, hey, this is a no negativity zone. Thank you very much. Oh, you can have access to me in two days time, in one week's time. Oh, I do not have availability at the moment. That You don't have to be rude about it. It is just this matter of fact, protect your sacred space. What are the things around you that are drawing you down? Start to re restrict their access. And if you have people go with all the naysayers or maybe even haters, hey, you, you, you think you're good enough, right? You think you're this, you're absolute rubbish. And they're doing that. Do you know what you can do? Turn down the volume of whatever it is that they are saying. And oh, there's another very important thing that you can do, which is something that my children taught me, and that is selective hearing. Have you ever told your children, okay, um, go clean your room, tidy up the toys, and sweep the floor, and then have ice cream? And the only thing they heard is have ice cream. They did not hear clean your room, tidy up the toys, sweep the floor. They didn't hear all those ones, is have ice cream that they heard. They all have selective hearing, and so can you. Sometimes you need to have that selective hearing. What are the things around you that are just projecting negativity? Selectively block them out, okay? Tune them down and let that focus positive and the words you're speaking renew your energy every single day. I remember during that moment when I was going through my breakdown, the first thing I did, I deactivated all my social media accounts. Now, I did it something drastic, but you might need to do something, not maybe not as drastic, but do what works for you. But you need to change the things around you. Some things need to change that are around you. Okay, and that's the third step. The fourth step, which is amazing. I hope you're getting some value from this. Please let me know which is your main takeaway, okay? But before I move on, please make sure you share this with somebody. You do not know who needs to hear this, okay? This is going to be a blessing, empowering someone else with things that can make a huge change in their lives. So our fourth step for changing your breakdown to a breakthrough is to change your actions. Yes. You see, they said insanity, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different results. There is this way that people do things. They just do as it was in the beginning is now and ever shall be. No. Like I said at the beginning, change is a constant thing. If the way you did one thing, it worked, it might work for a time, but at some time you need to change it. All the things that refuse to change in life, they all died. Let me say that again. All things that refuse to change, they died. Look at all the creatures that have lived over millennia. Man is the one that would change. Okay, I used to live in the open. Now I lived in a cave. Okay, then I moved from a cave. I lived on a tree. Oh, then I decided to cut down the tree and make a house. Then I looked and said, oh, no, I will make a nice building. Man was changing, evolving. Whereas my Mr. Dinosaur and Miss Dinosaur, they were sitting down there doing whatever they do, and they are now extinct. There's some creatures that just, well, no, I don't want, I'm just happy the way I am. And unfortunately, 
they're gone. Let's even talk businesses now of the know some of the mothers listening here, your business owners. Businesses that refuse to change, either their style of operating, getting new customers, they all went under. I mean, look at Blockbuster. I remember that time we used to go to Blockbuster to go and lend movies, as in we'll go and borrow movies rather from Blockbuster and we'll sit down and eat popcorn in the house and, you know, watch stuff. But they just went pew. I remember my first phone was, um, was it Nokia? Anyway, I went through the Nokia phase, then I had a Blackberry. And <laughs> I mean, you know, it's not there anymore. And the moment you start to go, oh, no, no, it's not what I'm used to. It's a new change. <sighs> Things are going to speed past you and you might end up being extinct. You really don't want to be there. That's why you need to change your actions. There's some actions you need to change. Are there certain things you are doing? Perhaps your your actions could be a situation whereby you you are just like, oh, okay, I'm always hitting the snooze button because I'm tired. I'm just tired. When the alarm rings, hit it again, hit it again, hit it again. Your action can be, I'm not hitting the snooze button. As a matter of fact, the alarm you the alarm can ring and I have to get up to go and put it off. Some people put their alarm clocks or even use their phones as alarms. I mean, we all do that. But they put it right next to the bed where your hand can reach. Put a very annoying ringtone or a very like loud kind of sound and put it in a place, maybe on the dressing table that is a bit away from your bed that you need to actually literally get out of your bed and go and put it off. Because by the time you get out of bed, you're changing an action. It might be small, but changing an action, there's a reduced chance, okay? I'm not saying it's a 100% chance, but it's a reduced chance that you're going to hit the snooze button and come back to bed. Because if you know that, okay, I'm going to, once I get out of bed, I'm not going back in, let it be a situation where you get out of bed, you, you put the alarm off, you're making your bed, and you know that you're not going to go back into bed. That is an action you can change. And that's why I started to do it. I remember that time I used to feel I couldn't sleep. But also when I was now falling asleep or and my alarm rang, I'll hit it and I'll just stay a bit. Oh, just a little bit more and a little bit more. I mean, I know what that cost me. But then I started to make change that action. And that action was now like, okay, my alarm is far away. I woke up earlier than the children. So when I, the alarm rang, I got up immediately because I didn't want to wake the children too early. So I woke up, got there, put it off, made my bed, and then got on with my day. And then I tried to have a change of routine. So we can talk about this a lot more later because that's a whole new discussion about routines. But changing those actions, that's how it all started. And it all rolled into a routine. And then the practice, and my goodness, that breakdown, that place where I thought it was dark, it was painful, it was cold, it was lonely, it was grim, now became a breakthrough that is bright and beautiful, empowering, and so much like what I, more than what I could ever hope for. So that is one, one very important lesson I want you to remember. You can change your breakdown to your breakthrough using these four steps. A quick recap of the four steps you can use to change your breakdown to your breakthrough are number one, 
change your focus from the things that are weighing you down to the things that are giving you hope and moving you forward. That can be done by the questions you ask. Change them from why me to what is this teaching me. Two, change your words. Change your words from those, I'm not good enough, I'm a failure, I'm rubbish, I'm not going to make it, to I can do this, I'm amazing. Use the word yet. Whenever you say those words, I'm not good enough, add yet to it. And then you can also use affirmations to strengthen the positive that you are declaring into your life and your situation. Three, change the things around you that are not serving you. Be mindful of your sacred space. Limit the exposure that you have to things that are adversely affecting you. And then number four, change your actions. Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result is the definition of insanity. You're not insane. Change your actions, change your life, make a difference. I am Dr. Duny, your host on the Wellbeing for Mothers show. And I look forward to hearing your thoughts. What's your main takeaway? You might want to come back and listen to this again. Please make sure you do and take those notes. This is something you can do over and over again as you evolve from version 1.0 to 2.0 to 3.0 to be better every single moment of every day. Do take care. And until next time, I ask that you stay well. Thank you.